What is up, Combo Nation? Thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Today's episode was actually recorded in person at Gotham Podcast Studios. Shout to Gotham. Shout to Combo Nation. Shout to everyone who listens to Combo's Court across the globe. On this one, Lenny Cook joins in. He reflects on his past decisions, his matchup versus Braun at ABCD camp, his overseas career, and more. Just a fantastic conversation with Lenny Cook, the former number one high school player in the country. Big shouts to Lenny for pulling up on Combo's Court at Gotham Podcast Studios. I already put up some video clips on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Court. How are you, man? I'm, uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime, bro. Anytime, bro. So um, what I wanted to do first, I mean, you've shared your story before, but just for my listeners, I wanted to start with basketball. I know there was a lot of moving around, yeah. you know, those beginning years of you playing the game, but just take me through your journey of when you first picked up the basketball to becoming the number one player in the country. Because I think like a lot of people get confused, like, like it just happened so fast. We yeah. didn't really know exactly how it happened because it was a really quick process, right? Not ev- not everybody's journey was that quick, especially when they make it to the levels that you made it to at the high school level. So yeah. take me back, talk to me. I mean, like even when I was in the Lang City, uh, I was playing like a little rec ball or whatever, but I, I didn't take it serious until I got to Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, started playing at... Uh, 384, mm-hmm. like 384 Park, right? And, uh, just going from there, like uh, Jeff Farley introduced me to AAU basketball, and it just took off from there, kind of, sort of. So when was the trajectory getting on the rankings and then getting to the number one in the country? Because that happened, like, it's just, I know I keep saying it, but that happened so quick, right? Yeah, no, nah, it did. Like, uh, even when I was at Franklin K. Lane, like, I wasn't playing. I didn't play high school basketball at Franklin K. Lane. Uh, then I ended up transferring to LaSalle Academy uh, when I was at LaSalle. It was it was crazy because, like, I'm I'm hearing about the guys like the Omar Cooks, the Andre Barris, and those guys, and they ranked, you know what I mean? And then uh, we ended up going to the city championship. And once we won the city championship at LaSalle, uh, Nobody knew who I was, like you said. Like, um, yeah. Uh, and and the first person who stood up when they gave me MVP was Omar Cook. You know what I mean? And applauded me. And like, I I never met him before at this time or nothing like that. But he was the first person that stood up and started clapping. And then everybody else started clapping. And then like just after that, my name was just going around in the city. You know what I mean? Then uh, traveling with the Panthers and Gauchos and all of that, playing on uh, on a national circuit. And just doing my thing, you know what I mean? And next thing you know, I was ranked in a top 100, then went from the top 100 to the number one player in the country, you know what I mean? Since it happened so fast for you, do you feel now, I mean, you have better perspective now, you're older, do you feel like you took it for granted in the moment? 
Uh, I ain't gonna say I took it for granted. Like I said, I just didn't know how serious basketball could, was at that time. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, it was just me playing. Like I, did, I, I wasn't expecting to be the number one player in the country or recruited by every college in the country or nothing like that. You know what I mean? I just was. We was just playing. Right. Right. A B C D camp. Mm-hmm. Your matchup versus LeBron. What did you learn about his game in your matchup with him? And during that time, nothing. Like, I didn't care. You know what I mean? Like, I was that guy. I had an ego where though, like, I, I didn't – it's me and him. Like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So, but looking back on it now, it's like, damn, he deserved everything he got. You know what I mean? And and getting because he put the work in. Um, he had the right people in his circle. You know what I mean? And – that 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 play a major role, you know what I'm saying? When you got people that's training you on a consistent basis and you taking care of your body the right way, you know what I mean? So those things play the factor in him being the greatest basketball player ever. Yeah, yeah. He definitely had a lot of guidance. I think there's a misconception that, you know, since you live with the lady, what's her name again? Debbie. There you go. Since you live with Debbie, like the parents weren't around. Your parents were around. They just weren't into basketball. For sure. Like my, my mom and my dad been in my life all my life. You know right. what I'm saying? And uh, like you said, they just wasn't in the sports. They didn't care if I played basketball or not. You know what I mean? My parents probably seen me play two or three times out of my whole life playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like they wasn't into that. Like they didn't know nothing about rankings and sending your kid to school and all of that. You know what I mean? They, my, my parents were just a regular, normal marriage and working family. You know what I mean? They didn't. They wasn't into none of that. Right. Okay. So Old Japan. Now, you made the decision to go live in Jersey and play out there. Do you think that was the right decision for you at the time and looking back at it? Not for sure, for sure, because if I went to Virginia with my parents at that time, like I would have never got that, that – I would never have been on that circuit, you know what I'm saying? My mom and them left when I was a uh, junior. So they, they in a little small town in Virginia – like no, the kids don't get recognized out there. Like I probably went to school. I'd have probably went to college, but it would have been to like a Virginia State or a Virginia Union or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But it would have never. It wouldn't have been sports. Right. So after that, you played a whole season, then a few games, and then the eligibility thing. Yeah. Okay. You had some big decisions to make, right? Yeah. What advice would you give 18 year old Lenny now about that decision you were about to make? And go to college, go to college for that year. You know what I mean? I, uh, looking back, like I mean, I know for sure if I'd have went to St. John's for that one year, I'd have been a draft pick. You know what I mean? Um, taking care of my body, not hanging out all the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, because that that play that play a role, man. Your image is everything. And you think that's what hurts you? The image? Pretty much, yeah. Tell me more about that. I mean, it's just like like I said, me hanging out in the clubs. You know what I mean? Drinking and partying, women, you know what I mean? Like, me not knowing that every night that I was out, somebody was watching me, you know what I mean? And you never know who's watching. Right. You were out a lot, that's for sure. And you actually actually met your agent while you were out, right? We're not going to talk about his name. We're not going to talk about how much money he gave you, any of that stuff. But I would like to ask you, He, you felt he lied to you, right? For sure. For sure. He invested money in you. Was there a chance that he was just incorrect? Or are you totally sure that he lied? Because maybe he thought that you were going to be a lottery pick. Yeah. Because he did invest the money, and he thought he was probably going to recoup that money, right? For sure. So what are your thoughts on that? I I mean, looking back on it, man, 
I can forgive, but I can't forget. You know what I'm saying? So but what, like, the question was, do you feel like there's a chance he didn't? Because I don't even know who this guy is. I'm just asking I, you. I just feel like. He might have thought you were a lottery pick, right? He, Yeah, yeah. I, I believe he did. Mm. But at that time, it was like he wanted the, the next best thing, the hot thing. You know what I mean? That hot commodity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he had Zach Randolph at the time. Um, but me not knowing until after the fact, like Zach told me, like, Yo, he's not. He he was a bad agent. You know what I mean. He was represented bad people. You know what I mean. Like he wasn't. He wasn't the guy for me. When he took you to Michigan, or when you went to Michigan, what were you doing out there? Same thing I was doing out here: partying, girls. Like you know what I'm saying. It, I mean, he was. He's. I was supposed to have been in the gym. You know what I mean. It's supposed to be school. And was there basketball. guidance there? Was there it, guidance? There? It wasn't. You know what I mean. When I got when I got out there, it was it was no guidance. Like I was still doing what I wanted to do. You know what I mean. So, um, and and that have a lot to do with myself. You know what I mean. Not listening because he the person that I was with out there, he did try. You know what I mean. He 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 did his best, but it was just me with my ego at that time. Do you feel like you loved the game back then? I love what came with it. Uh, I, I love playing. I love entertaining people. You know what I mean. Um, I love a crowd. Um, I just didn't. I just didn't have that team. That when I say team, like people got trainers now that's working with them every day. Like people have those things. I don't. I didn't have those things. Like I can get in the gym, but me getting in the gym and just putting up shots is not me training. You get what I'm saying? 100%. So I didn't. Have, I didn't have that. It's interesting though, like I, me, I, you probably see my Instagram. I love being in the yeah, gym, nah, so it's sure. so it's easy for me. Like, yeah. but for you, even if you had the guidance, do you ever think you would have loved being in the gym working on your game? Not nah, for sure. I, I believe so because even when I was in California, when I ended up going to California, man, we stayed in the gym. We stayed in the gym. You know what I mean? Whether it was just getting up shots, playing pickup, whatever, we was always always in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so draft night. Obviously, it wasn't a good experience for you. You know, you talked about on other podcasts how, you know, there was years where you weren't happy. Did it start from there or where was the point where your unhappiness or depression started? I mean, it, it did it, it did kind of start there. Um, but after the draft, maybe a couple months after or whatever, when I went undrafted, I just had to cope with it and realize, like, you know, I still can play basketball somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? So I did have the opportunities to go overseas. Nobody ever talks about that. That's the crazy thing. Like, yeah. that was a pretty long period. Like, yeah. how, you were out there for, like, eight years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I was overseas for, like, ten years, and that's a long time. Like, eight years is a long time, but nobody ever asked you about how it was out there. I mean, you, Philippines, man, I'm going to tell you, Philippines was different. Like, that was my first job, man. And, like... I love the Philippines. How long like were you the in the Philippines? Well, I went, I went twice. Um, so they do like six to eight months, and then that's considered one season. Then you come back home. Then they bring you back over if they want you to come back over. You know what I mean? But mm. um, the Philippines was – I love the Philippines. I played in Kuwait. I played in China. I played in Brazil. Like You know what I'm saying? I played in some dope countries. Um, but like I said, I had to end up – I had, had to cope with that. I didn't get drafted, but I still can play this game that I love to play. You know what I mean? And then I came back to the States, played in a little minor leagues, the ABA, CBA. I played in the ABA. You know what I mean? <laughs> All of that. You know what I mean? But, yeah, like I still was able to play. Right, right. I got to ask you a question that you've never got on a podcast. I'm absolutely sure you never got this question. In the documentary, I saw you at the free throw line. You lined up at the elbow. Mm-hmm. 
Why so? Why'd you make that decision to do that? That was just something that I came up with one day in the gym. <laughs> like, I'm going to shoot from the elbow of the uh, free throw line. You know what I mean? And I would tap my son because I had my son on tattooed on my arm, and I would shoot the ball from there. Yeah. Was there a specific reason for it? Nah, it was just something I just came up with. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So how much of your career was, especially the overseas part of it, after the car accident? Uh, after the car accident, most of the career was – I played – Two two more years overseas. Um, that's when I went to Kuwait, and then I went to Brazil, um, and then after that, it was over. Right, right. Okay, so you know, a lot of people don't ask you about how would you describe your own game. So tell me, how would you describe Lenny's game? You know, before the accident, when you were in your peak at your prime, like what kind of player were you? I mean, I was just a dominant player. Like I'm, I, I love, I'm a scorer. I love the ball. I love to handle the ball. I love to pass the ball here and there. Some say I don't. But that's cool too. Um, but but yeah. I felt like that was a strength of yours. Yeah, core vision. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like um, I mean, I just I was a young I was a young T Mac. Like I was a dog, man, and that's what I that's what I enjoyed doing, man. Getting out there and just putting on the show for the people. You talk about how maybe you didn't love the game, but you love what came with it. While you were on the court, you did show a lot of passion, though. Nah, yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, man, like, once I got in tune with it, and like I said, all of the national rankings and all of that, you on TV here and there, whatever, man, that, that energy. And then when you're not on the court, that energy that you get from the people from the night before that seen you play, it's like it was it was a lot. You know what I mean? That adrenaline. I love that adrenaline. You know what I mean? And that attention. Right. And I saw Summer League highlights. I mean, Boston Celtics, you were playing well. Tell me about your experience there. And the crazy thing is they played you every game except the game versus Braun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Boston, I had, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Playing with uh, playing with the Celtics in Summer League. Man, we had a great group. You know what I mean? Uh and I played well, man. I played well. I averaged like twenty one. You know, what I, I think mean? it was more than that. Like twenty one, but yeah. <laughs> and that that game, man, that 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 game just broke me down. Like it really kind of made me feel like, yo, I don't even want to play no more. So yeah, you had the hit of the draft, and then you had the hit of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so it's like I'm just sitting there at the end of the bit. I started. When the game started, I'm sitting right there at, by the coach. And then gradually as the game went on, I'm just like, man, they ain't going to put me in. And I ended up all the way at the end of the bench. So I'm like, man, fuck it, it's over. You know what I mean? And when the game was over, he was like, bro, you you supposed to have been in the game. Hug me. like, You know what I mean? But I never know the reason why I didn't play. And that's what bothered me the most. Yeah. It still bothers you to this day? Not no more. Not Got no you. more. But at that time, it, it was an everyday thing. You dealt with the agent. You dealt with not getting drafted. You dealt with playing in summer league and not getting your opportunity for the get back at Bron Bron. Yeah. Um, how did you get out of your depression eventually? It took a long time, bro. Like alcohol, you know what I mean? Just going, continuing going out, like just to keep my mind off of things. And what really broke the kick, though, honestly, is when my son started playing basketball. Wow. You know what I mean? So once he got into it and wanted to play in high school and all that, I just had to support it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because once you see your son playing, and hopefully I get to see my son one day, too, it's almost (laughs) like a little version of you. Not that he has to live up to your expectations of it, but it's like like a part of you that's playing the sport, Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, I just enjoy it. I enjoyed him plan when he was in high school man I got to coach him his senior year of high school he came to Atlantic City High um 
He went to school over uh, in Cali for a little while. But just, I mean, like I said, I don't force it on them. You know what I mean? If this is what you want to do, I'm going to make sure you don't make the mistakes I made. But if not, then, all right, find something that you want to do. Yeah. I always notice when I watch you in podcasts that you always go back to talk about how you want to help people. Like, you don't talk about anything else but helping people. And I really appreciate that about you. I mean, I, I just feel like it's needed, man. You know what I mean? Like, we all go through... Uh, depression at times. We all go, like, this big thing with mental health now. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's needed. It's needed because I feel like, yeah, I had the opportunity to live with a rich family, and I had those moments where I was that person, that guy in the United States. You know what I mean? And it, it don't it don't cost me nothing to try to make sure the next generation get those opportunities without messing them up. Yeah, what are you doing these days in terms of that? I mean, I coach uh, Bulls Basketball Club out in, uh, in Jersey. Uh, we working kids out. Um, we trying to get my own program. You know what I mean? Um, but other than that, that's it. Yeah. You know, it's been a long time since you played LeBron in ABCD ABCD Kevin. It's crazy to see he's about to break Kareem's record. For sure. You know how that pressure is. Like, speak to what it means for him to go through the NBA, to have this longevity, and almost exceeding those expectations and all that pressure. I mean, I just feel like I'll never forget the day when uh, they said he was going to put his name in the draft. I was at Demarest High School at the time, right? And I'll never forget the article which I always, even when it's a basketball conversation with me and the bros or whatever, like I always tell them, like they always come, oh, no, he's not better than Mike. He's not better than Kobe or whatever, whatever. Yo, when they say he was going to be the next best basketball player, they never say he was going to win X, Y rings and break so many records. They just say he was going to be the next greatest basketball player, and he's exceeded that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think <clears throat> when everybody talks about the MJ-LeBron debate, they look at the rigs, but they never acknowledge that he took teams to the championship more than Mike ever did, and that means something. And his longevity is not just like playing basketball. This guy's not – he's killing me with this. <laughs> his longevity is not just, oh, he's staying on the court kind of like an okay guy. Like, he's been great for a long period of time. He's averaging 34 right now. Yeah. Just to complete this record-breaking situation. Yeah. At 20 years in the game, bro. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Unbelievable, unbelievable. What are your thoughts on Kyrie, man? It hurt me. To, it hurt to see him leave Brooklyn, man, and then just to find out KD's thinking about leaving now, uh, too. So it's like, I don't know. But, I, I mean, the playoffs just got crazy with him and Luka. It just got crazy in the West. He never played in the West. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Luka, he, didn't, he, he, don't, have to, he don't have to play the one now. You know what I mean? I think it's the perfect fit. Yeah. The thing sure. is, is, do they have enough depth after, you know, trading – Dinwiddie. I believe so. And you think the defense will be good enough? Yeah. Man, that, that duo, like, it's perfect because it's like Kyrie and LeBron 2.0. Yeah, for sure. Even though Luka's not obviously the same athlete, yeah. but he's from the similar mold, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So I, I asked you this already, but just like for those, actually for yourself, what advice would you give, like, starting your basketball journey, Lenny Cook now? Because I asked you, like, when you were 18, but yeah. if you could just, like, mentor yourself from the beginning, what maybe it would you have done differently? I mean, we're going to be in the gym, man. We're going to be in the gym. <laughs> we're going to work on them grades. You know what I'm saying? Because that's key. Um, 
that SAT, ACT score, all of those things, man, play the play a factor. And these kids need to understand that. You know what I mean? And, and having the right people around you and being positive. You know what I mean? Keeping your image clean. And and just working on your game if this is what you love. If this is what you love, this is what you want to do. Like I said, it don't got to be the NBA. You can provide for your family well playing overseas. You know what I mean? Um, but if this is what you want to do, you got you, you to gotta eat, sleep, everything with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Last thing, what are your thoughts on the alternative path? Because you obviously said you would go to college, but now there's different paths like overtime elite. And then you could go overseas as a high school player now. You got the G League Ignite. What are your thoughts on alternative paths? I mean— like I said, it, it all depends on what situation you're in. You yeah. got to make the right decision for you. You know what I'm saying? It, college wasn't for me at the time, I guess. You know what I mean? I mean, I know in the classroom I probably wouldn't have got it done. But on the basketball court, I would have got it done. Now they would have pushed me through for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you got the NIL deals and all of that going on. Like, you got to make the right decision for you and your family. You know what I'm saying? And if you got the right representation and the right people behind you, you will have you will make the right decision. There you go. Sonny Vaccaro said he could be an NBA player one day or you could be a streetball legend do you look at the word streetball legend as a dig or a compliment i mean i don't consider myself a legend you know what i mean i hear it all well, the time new york city legend come on man. i hear it all the time but i don't walk around with that arrogancy no more like i like Cause you I don't want to make the that. same mistake but twice exactly um i mean it's greatly appreciated it's a million legends a million lenny cook stories you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i'm just blessed with an opportunity to share mine um, some guys get in that shell and when things don't go right, they don't come out at all. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm happy to be able to share my story and, and continue to uh, make a legacy for myself. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, it's, it's just something that I just, I can't, I can't fathom that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lenny, great stuff. You're always welcome back. Thanks for taking the time. We did this before once, but now we did it in person. Now for sure. Really appreciate you, Yes, bro. sir. Anytime, bro. Yes, you sir. Talk soon. There it is. Episode 443 of Combos Court is in the books. Big shouts to Lenny for joining in in person at Gotham Podcast Studios. Combo Nation, punch down on that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this episode. Appreciate you all. And be on the lookout for episode 444. Combo, out.